where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to talk a little sports and connect it to red pill, MGTOW optimization, and talk about the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Now, I was calling Tom Brady the GOAT after the Atlanta come from behind victory because at that point, he had tied Montana in Bradford or Bradshaw to say as, as having four titles, plus he had the, the two Super Bowl losses. But I mean, anybody, and I have a, I have a, cr- a close friend, Rudy, who he and I used to, to argue, and I don't know, I'll talk to him after the Super Bowl win, but he was like, Montana's better than Brady because he never lost in the Super Bowl. He's 4-0. Brady was at the time 6-3. and you know, just like Jordan never lost in the NBA Finals, and I like I understand the argument, but Tom Brady has double the playoff wins as any other quarterback in the NFL history. So he's got like thirty three playoff wins. The next closest quarterback's got like fourteen, and uh, you know, Super Bowl nine times, division titles. It's like I don't know, fifteen. It's just crazy. Anyway, so he won again. If you don't know, shocker. Yeah. Spoiler alert: they, the the uh, Bucks won thirty one to nine, and look. The, I wanted to talk about just really quickly sports stuff, and then we'll talk about how you feel about Tom Brady reveals who you really are. So the Super Bowl was the first Super Bowl. And look, I've always liked Tom Brady. Now, I'll I'll go on the record. So you could call this confirmation bias. Tea break. I'm old enough to remember Tom Brady as the the six-round draft pick who came in for an injured Drew Bledsoe in the 2001 Patriots season, unknown, coaching, coached by Bill Belichick, who at that point was a failed coach. He had been the head coach at the at the Browns, and you know, everybody fails at the Browns. And unproven, Brady was unproven, and he led that underdog team to beat the greatest turf, the greatest show on turf, the uh, the Rams, the St. Louis Rams at the time, Kurt Warner. Humongous upset. People people forget that about Brady. People think like Brady was born with a silver spoon in his mouth and all this nonsense. No, no. He was an underdog. Six-round draft picks don't succeed in the NFL in practically any position. But he had this monkey on his, bra- his, on his back. He was, uh, I believe it was University of Michigan, but even there, he had to share the the starting job. But he always had this chip on his shoulder. Jordan was another one, like ultra competitive. They were different. Like Jordan was more of a, a, a sheetrock talker, so to speak. Brady just w- was more internal as a whole throughout his career. You know, always said the right things at the right time. You know, not the most articulate guy, but but chip on his shoulder. He's he had the mentality. Oh, you're gonna underestimate me because I was a six round draft pick with Scree. Look, look at me now. <laughs> I mean, look at me now. How about them apples to go all full Boston circle? All right. So look, what is the game reveal? First of all, uh, this is the first uh, Brady victory that was was 
was an easy outcome. Like every other Super Bowl he's been in, either the wins or the losses, were close. So this is the first one where the game was in hand most of the time. But I think more importantly, it exposed the Chiefs. Andy Reid throughout his life was considered a postseason choker, especially with the Eagles. He, I mean, Andy Reid had faced Tom Brady 10 years ago when he was the Eagles coach, and they lost to uh, the Pats in the Super Bowl. And then last year, it's like, oh, no, Andy Reid's one of the greatest coaches of all time because they finally won a Super Bowl. No, I think this game revealed that Andy, Co- Andy Reid's overrated. The other thing, Mahomes. Look, Mahomes might have turf toe, but whatever. But it was not a good game. It was like the only game of his career that he never threw a touchdown. And, yeah, the defense was on him. Yeah, I know they had a bad offensive line, but it was not a good game. And before you Chiefs apologists are like, oh, the calls, the calls. It was not the calls. Mahomes did not have a good game. The wide receivers dropped a lot of passes, and uh, the coaching decisions were poor, especially at the end of the first half. It's not a good game. Mahomes didn't deserve to win that game. The Bucs beat him on every level. Every level. So just concede the loss. All right. And also the blueprint on how to beat Mahomes now is there. I mean, the blueprint to beat Brady was always there. And and the Giants revealed that in 2007 when they were going through their undefeated season. Get enough pressure with your front four. And then, you know, then you can double team the wide receivers. But the, the problem is most teams don't have a, a strong enough front four to do that. And the irony here is JPP, who was one of the the defensive ends who wreaked havoc on Brady in that 2007 Super Bowl was playing with him on the Bucs and was wreaking havoc on Mahomes. All right, so let's talk about Brady. So a lot of people hate Tom Brady. And this, I'm just going to call it straight. I'm going to call it straight. The men who hate Brady are essentially liberal simps. And this is what I mean. People look at Brady and they think certain people, Certain people, now this is typically the leftist manginas, he's had too much success, he's too good looking, oh, he's got it all, he's got the supermodel girlfriend, Bridget Moynihan, and then he dumped her, she got pregnant, but he dumped her for the super, supermodel, sloppy seconds of Leo, Giselle Bunchin. he's got it all, he's rich, he's got a yacht, he's got you know, seven rings, you know, and what is that really all about? That's all about looking at you. It's a reflection of you. And you see this. People who have envy, not jealousy. Envy is worse. That's why one of the seven deadly sins. People have envy, really have envy, because it's a reflection on on their failures. On their failures. Not about the, the person that they're envying. The person they're envying is casting a light on them indirectly because the person they're envying doesn't, doesn't know them. Of their own failures. And so when you see somebody else succeeding, it makes you feel bad. And so you want to hate on them. So you also hear this. Oh, Brady's won too much. You're a simp if you have that mentality. The right mentality is this. And this is you see this more with conservative men. Real men. Brady worked his butt off. He was a six-round draft pick. Nobody respected him. He works hard. He kept his body in supreme, supreme levels of, of health. He does his TB12 program. The dude hasn't eaten tomatoes and flour and, and just nonsense for like seven years. That's why he didn't hit the wall like, like Manning did and other quarterbacks. Oldest man to win a, a Super Bowl, right? 
43, he might play another year. Who knows? He worked hard. He studies tape. His whole life is football. And he has a level of consistency that is unparalleled. A third of all the Super Bowl wins in the 21st century are done by Tom Brady. Now, yeah, you can say some of his Belichick and Kraft, the good coaching, the good the good owners, absolutely. But this Super Bowl, I think if any Super Bowl was the most important to Tom Brady because A, the age, and B, he's like, oh, I need to show for my legacy that I can win a Super Bowl without Belichick. And look how Belichick did this year. Not well. Right? Going out on Cam Newton for a million dollars seemed like a good idea. In retrospect, no. <laughs> he was horrible. And again, like typical Belichick doesn't draft well and their offensive weapons were crap. Brady goes to a new team that, albeit has weapons, but you know, it doesn't have a culture of winning. Look at, I mean, who feels the worst today? Is it Belichick? No. Probably Jameis Winston must feel the worst today, the, the previous quarterback of the Bucs, because it's essentially the same team and he couldn't do anything with them. And then Brady comes in and they win the Super Bowl. But he works hard. He worked hard and he deserves every dime he gets. And he, you know, he used to take salary pay cuts for the Patriots. So they would have more money under the cap to strengthen their team. Of course, he can do this because he makes money off of endorsements and all these things, and he's going to be making money forever post-career. But if you work hard and make smart decisions with your life, you deserve to reap the benefits. The world is a meritocracy. So what have I said before? Don't hate the rich or successful. Strive to be them. Strive to be them. Down here in Texas, a lot of people love the Spurs. 25 years of consistent excellence. Popovich is the coach. They had Robinson, then they had Duncan, which was like the 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 perfect player, quiet, unassuming, and extremely talented. One of the top five NBA players of the last 50 years, easily. And they're like, oh, the 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 Spurs, selfless, work hard, excellence, consistency. I'm like, okay, well, then you should like Brady. No, I hate Brady. Well, then you're inconsistent. Now, before we go to Deflate Gate, which I know the the simp liberal man, oh, Deflate Gate, the game that it was that that it was revealed that he had deflated the balls, or the balls were deflated by the the assistant. They were up by like thirty points, and you can't take away from Brady's genius, even if you concede that the balls were deflated. Or that Belichick spied on teams. Because that doesn't matter. Look what he did this game. He's the MVP. Look at this season. He did that despite all this nonsense. Again, the haters will find reasons to hate successful people. Just imagine you. Someone comes to you and be like, oh, you know, I've written three books. You know, I've done well. I worked hard. I spent four years doing research on whatever medieval European history to write some historical novel. Whatever. And then then you're about to publish your fourth book. They're like, you know what? You've had too much success with your novels. Uh, you're not going to get any money for this. Like, what the hell are you talking about? I worked hard for these books. Or you see students who have like a 99 average. You know what? I know you've been working hard. You're the number one ranked high school student. You're probably going to be valedictorian, but you know what? It's not fair. We're going to shave 20 points off of your average and give it to the F student. <laughs> I was like, what was that? No, you've worked, you, you know, it's, it, you, you're too lucky. It's not right. It's not fair. Let's be fair. Like, no, I worked harder. I was just born with God-given innate talent, and I deserve to reap the benefits of it. The world is a meritocracy. The world is a meritocracy. 
The world is best when it's a meritocracy. You make poor choices, you suffer the repercussions of it. That was so great about the frontier mentality America used to have. You want to go out into the woods and not be prepared? Okay, you're going to be killed by Indians or die by the elements. But if you're prepared, make good decisions, you succeed. And it's the same thing here. So people who hate Tom Brady, why do you really hate him? Is it because you think he has everything that you don't have? Or he's one too much? What does that really mean? When somebody has too much success, why would you envy somebody who's had too much success? It's because you don't have success or you feel you don't have success. And so when I say this about liberal men or, or trans or uh, I'm sorry, trad cons, I'm not, I'm sorry, not trad cons, uh, incels, it's like I didn't have success with women, so I must hate the popular dudes who have success. Well, maybe they have success because they're confident and they're masculine. But you can't be that because you don't want to work on it. Or if you're overweight, you don't want to lose weight. Or if you're poor, you don't want to work on making more money. Again, MGTOW is not about hating women. It's ultimately about optimizing your life. And you could argue that one of the ways to optimize your life is to not sign the Faustian pact that is the marriage contract because it puts you, exposes you, and it gives the woman leverage to destroy you if she doesn't have any morals or values because of the court system. But ultimately, it's about pushing you to be the best man you can be. And that's what Tom Brady epitomizes. So kudos to you, Brady. You're 43. You're the greatest quarterback of all time. Nobody can deny it now. Nobody can deny it. You reap the benefits of what you have. And look, it just sell divorces you after you retire, like what happened with Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler when you're no longer in the limelight. You know what? I mean, maybe you'll learn because we don't know in terms of your dating. You know, if you're Red Bull, you're probably not. I mean, I, I, I saw a picture of Travis Kelsey, the, the tight end of Kansas City, his girlfriend, and she looks like a thought. I mean, a complete thought. I I saw uh, Sean McVay, uh, the, the head coach of the uh, Rams. He's got like a thought girl fiance. I mean, it's just like some of these guys are brilliant in sports. And you see this in Hollywood too, right? Just, just celebrities who are famous, but they're just complete simps and idiots and totally blue pill. But either way, Tom Brady, we'll see what happens with you. But look, you are the most successful, arguably, you're the most successful NFL athlete of all time. And you are in that transcendent level with Jordan in my opinion, Jordan and Muhammad Ali as the the most celebrated athletes of American history. And kudos to you because it's not like you were the number one draft pick from Alabama. You were a six-round nobody and you proved to the world and you worked hard to be great. And all this in his mind because he's an ultra competitor. And he'll admit that. Watch the Facebook documentary he did three years ago called Tom versus Time. It's a great documentary. It reveals a lot about him and Giselle. Giselle seems like a little of a um, little of a nagger. But uh, ultimately, I think all of this in his mind is a big F you to everybody who doubted him when he was coming out of the draft. And he used that chip on his shoulder. And you know what's the takeaway? Use the chip on the shoulders that people had on you, that doubted you. You know, I look back, like, I'll Google sometimes my, like, people I knew from high school, the, the people who used to ridicule me, because I was morbidly an overweight kid. Go to the uh, Confessions of an Obese Child book or, or the podcast. 
And, you know, a lot of it is I've been successful. I lost my way. I've kept it off now. It's going to be 30 years coming up on May, May 4th. It's my anniversary. And it's not like I lost my weight and kept it off as a big F you to the to people who tormented me. But on one level, it's like, yeah, it, it made me work hard. So I wouldn't go back to that hellscape that was adolescence for me. And I look around at the people who used to torment me. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? Life sometimes throws curveballs. And the last thing I want to say is, this is sometimes like going to, to religious themes. God has a plan, right? We don't always see God's plan. God has a plan. God has a plan. And sometimes we can't see it. We don't want to see it. Like, ask and, the, and you shall receive. I knock on the door and the door shall open. God, I want a Lamborghini. Well, you didn't give me a Lamborghini. Screw you, God. No, God has a plan. God has a plan for all of us. And so maybe he wanted me to be morbidly overweight. And by the grace of God, I lost the weight because it made me more altruistic, more observant. Because when you're a fat kid, I talk about this over confessions, you you become very observant because you don't want to talk like in class. You just want to be in the back of the classroom hoping you're never called on. And so what do you do? You just look at people and you listen and you watch. And because of that, I, I have really good preternatural ability to discern and read people. And it makes and also my, my childhood made me compassionate because of what I went through. So sometimes God has a plan. So look, in closing, I know I went a little off topic. Brady, really reevaluate what you feel and how you feel about Tom Brady. He didn't do anything immoral. He didn't do anything wrong. He worked hard. He had some luck. He ended up being with a great coach like Belichick and a great organization. But there was a symbiotic relationship. They both benefited from it. And he worked hard and he deserves all the praise and all the the merit that comes from his hard work. And that is a conservative mentality. Work hard, reap the benefits. So lastly, remember, don't hate the rich, strive to be like them. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles that we have there. There's a link in the PayPal right now. I'm sorry, there's a link for PayPal. Click on that and donate some money. Post an honest review for this podcast channel. I would appreciate it greatly. Only take you two seconds. You don't even have to write anything. And there's a link for Naturopathic Earth in the episode notes. Click on that because I know it's hard to spell naturopathicearth.com. It takes you to the website. And then from there, check out all the articles in the previous podcast. On the right side, you see pictures of my two books. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Go buy my books and or search Amazon. And whatever you buy within 24 hours by going through our links, we get a 2% commission. No expense to you because we're Amazon affiliates. If you need some help from the Red Pill perspective, contact me through clarity.fm. Look up clarity.fm and then find me and schedule something. And lastly, again, subscribe and post an honest review for my three channels, Confessions of an Obese Child, The Female, Holistic Health Apothecary. We just talked about semen being an antidepressant for women. And then, of course, The Awakened Man. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.